I know it's not, and uh, we're not talking about excuses. We're just talking about working. Been busy as hell. Been, uh, hey man, I had to gather a little bit of capital, dude, doing uh, pest control. So it's been uh, working out, and also uh, getting cozier here at the house. Uh, finally getting everything. Everything's coming together. We got the baby crib intact. We have. Uh, we got the uh, the refrigerator from the other house. We finally got it over here in the garage. That way you can keep uh, drinks cold and have cold drinks, super cold drinks, whenever we need them. And it frees up a lot of space uh, inside the uh, refrigerator and uh, in the in the kitchen. Originally, we were just going to get a freezer when the whole pandemic thing started. That way we can uh, freeze meat and uh, take it out if there's shortage, shortages and, uh, and uh, do that accordingly. But it didn't seem like it was that bad. And then finally... We went back to uh, to the parents-in-law's house and just grabbed uh, the uh, refrigerator with the help of a homie, and uh, we brought it uh, to our uh, to our new spot. And uh, there's been just a, a lot of stuff going around. A lot of stuff, yeah, we know that. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, just been a lot of stuff going on. I uh, I mean, on top of doing uh, pest control work, I uh, helping out my folks with uh the stuff they got going so that's been uh real cool and uh, i finally got my uh truck fixed finally man finally it's been a while dude it's been a while i mean the truck the silver bullet has been uh it hasn't been out of commission it just kept rolling i mean it's a bit embarrassing when you got like a big old shark bite or what looks like uh like a big old uh dent in your car like looking like, like shack kicked it um, and you know, it's a little embarrassing, but you know, I just never had time to, uh, sit down and, um, and call the insurance and, you know, put in the claim and, and get it moving with, uh, getting it, uh, all ready to take to the body shop and, uh, pay the deductible and all that and, you know, get it fixed. Finally, we just been, a moving around nonstop since the beginning of last since the beginning last three four years but when this happened probably about like i think it was like december january uh you know and it was it was a it was just a dumb mistake and that's how uh how it happened as far as like damaging uh the silver bullet and i call it the silver bullet it's just a toyota tacoma i mean you know there's almost close to three hundred thousand miles on it but it looks really well and now it looks uh super well with uh, getting the back uh, fender portion, uh, uh, well, the whole panel removed and uh, put back on and painted and a new bumper and all that, so it looks fantastic finally. It was looking like crap for uh, months. For months! <laughs> you haven't been to school in months! <laughs> Remember that scene in Goodfellas when Hendry's uh, dad beats the shit out of him? 
uh, for ditching school and hanging out at the shop. So yeah, man, we finally got that fixed, and it was like, it's also one of those things that I don't want to deal with too, uh, because body shops, you take them there, and they tell you it's going to be a week, and it always ends up being like two weeks, or a little bit longer than anticipated, and since, I mean, there was, it wasn't a big old uh, car accident where you know, I needed to uh, get a, a rental car that was in my insurance because, you know, it just drives up costs later, you know, when you get insurance the next year when you uh, renew your, uh, what is it? It's called your, your insurance plan. And uh, the same thing happened. The same thing happened here. You know, they said, oh, you bring it in on Monday morning. It'll probably be done by Thursday at the latest Monday of the following week. And it all happened over the 4th of July uh, weekend, the week before that. It was actually two weeks before that. I dropped it off. And I said, oh, yeah, uh, we're actually closed on on the 4th, so we'll get it to you the following Monday. And they did get it to me the following Monday, finally. But uh, it was still like, you know, it was still longer than they told me it was. And it's also the other thing is that uh, when you – go take your vehicle and you don't have another vehicle. I mean, I didn't have one, you know, it's the whole thing. It was, uh, I wasn't even being cheap. I was being thrifty. I was being frugal with the point that I don't want to go through like, you know, dealing with renting another car and having it picked up, dropped off. And, you know, it's just horrible. Cause I, uh, I chose a body shop in uh, Fontana. And the reason I chose that one is because it was down the street from the DMV. Cause I had to go to the DMV because they weren't letting me process my um, registration for my truck uh, over the internet. And that's what was done. And and I'd done it before. This time it wasn't letting me. I don't know why. I had to go sit in line, stand in line for like three hours. It was like two and a half hours right there in Fontana. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just go down there and get an estimate and, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So that's what I did. Even though, you know, there's closer places to the house. The guy I talked to over there was cool and uh, thorough. But like I said, it's always those things. Oh, don't worry. We'll get it right back for you. And it ended up taking a little bit longer than before. But it looks good. It was worth the wait. And finally got it done and got it out of the way. So that being said, the silver, <laughs> the silver, the silver rhyme it with Wilbur. Uh, the silver uh, bullet is uh, ready to go. I mean, now all it needs is tires. Uh, before that, before I actually took it in, I got it in. I had to take it in to get uh, the, uh, what is it, the thermostat done and the housing and then uh, uh, a line that goes from the thermostat to another part. And I, uh, my dad has a family mechanic. I remember a, a fan of the podcast, uh, Martha Serrano. She, uh, I recommended it to her son because she, uh, her son came to UCR out here in uh, Riverside, and she was like, uh, "My son is staying out there. He needs a mechanic, somebody that won't rip him off." I'm like, "Yeah, my dad has a guy. Sent her the info, took care of him, and it was, you know, it worked out." And then I was thinking to myself because I got a quote in LA, and they're talking about 500 bucks for just that one part, and then it later came out that it was still leaking. It was because the other piece that's connected to that part was uh, bad now that would have probably ran me up 1200 bucks and with the family uh with the family mechanic 
it was a fraction of that. So I'm happy for that. The truck's tip top shape right now, but then I had to wait for it to get out of the shop. So that was like, you know, it, it wasn't like, I didn't get anxiety for waiting, but it was definitely, you know, there was a sense of antip anticipation that, um, very, you know, that comes along with being anxious, I guess. Uh, I guess we're uh, delving into the world of uh, anxiety, which needs not to be mentioned. It's normal, right? I take pills for that too. God damn, bro. Uh, so yeah, so finally got it done. The truck's moving good. And uh, yeah, man, I'm happy. Happy, happy, happy. Because even with one car, it's, it doesn't get difficult, obviously, uh, um, when everybody's home. But, you know, you have your own stuff. You can just jump in it and get on your way. And, you know, the rest is history. And for me, I have all my stuff on my truck, so I'm ready to roll at a m moment's notice. So yeah, man, the silver bullets here. And uh, yeah, so... I was going to ask you guys, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a while now. It's the 12th of tax days. What the 15th, two more days still haven't filed my taxes, but I'm going to do that today. So make sure you do that. Uh, hope everybody had a good, uh, 4th of July. We kept it super simple. Just, um, went to my folks house, had a carne asada. I think, what do we do? A tri-tip? I think, I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking I talked to you guys about this for some reason, but, uh, it was cool. It was chill. It wasn't too hot, but Jesus is it hot now, man. The heat is here. <laughs> it was cool because we got a lot of a lot of fresh, cool, nice days uh, in the months leading up to summer. Or, you know, it's technically summer. But, uh, yeah, it, it is hot. You know, I think we hit triple digits this weekend. And it may continue today on through the week. But I think we're looking at 90s for the rest of the month and, you know, in coming months, I believe. You know, I don't think it has anything to do with with the global warming i just think it's southern california and that's how the weather is here and everybody you know and everybody wants their freedom you know i want my freedom i want my way of life back well i got one thing to tell you you gotta adapt and that's it whatever it is you do uh depression is getting to you anxiety all those things that are even normal are uh definitely augmented but you just got you got to be you got to beat it, man. If not, you'll be in the valley of uh, the helpless, and then you know it gets tougher down the line. So, my suggestion—I don't know what anybody's mental state is or how you're dealing with things—but I mean, I'm, I'm I'm one of those people, you know. I get pissed quickly. I get uh, my temper blows, but you got to maintain it, you know. <laughs> in essence, you're an actor, you know. And, and around the people you know more uh, or you hang out with, the more you comes out. Whether it's a bad you, a good you, uh, just remember or, you know, keep in mind that every day you can be a better you, no matter what happens. Obviously, if you're a triple murderer or a serial killer, you know, some things, hey, 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 lock him up, lock her up, lock it up. But if you're not in that avenue, you know, get over it, move on with your life. If not, there comes misery. Or unless you're the definition of. <laughs> there you go, man. Little words of wisdom. Little nuggets. I remember I had a, a Cholo uh, a Little League coach. It was, what was it? The, what were, what were the Indians? The senior major, senior minor Indians. And uh, he would always go, take a knee, guys. Just a little reminder, you guys. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was cool, man. Ended up uh, being a tweaker again. I don't know if he was a tweaker before, but it seemed like one of those dudes that was into drugs, stayed away for a little while, and then just went back. It was a trip because I seen him. Uh, I don't remember his name. I remember his son's name, though, Chapo, uh, because he was a shorty. He was a short dude. And the dad was a, a big, tall Mexican dude, kind of big. And uh, then I seen him years later after that, probably when I was like towards the end of my years in high school, S- sophomore or junior. And I seen him uh, driving around all tweaked out, dude, just like just balls deep in it, dude. Jaw going, eyes all wild, kind of dirty. You know, parents broke up. He broke up with his lady. I seen this kid a little bit before that. Yeah, my dad's on one, bro. My dad's gone, bro. We don't even see him, bro. It's like, again, another one of those American tragedies, you know. But who knows what goes on in people's heads, you know? Who knows if it's just because of the drugs or because your, you know, your situation, your 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 pocketbook situation, you know? Lack of economic abundance, you know? Who knows? You know? What if you know your wife or the chick you're with is a bitch? Her family, you know? You never know. You know? Sometimes you get lucky and you get. You get cool, cool family members. Sometimes you don't get as lucky and everything's an issue, you know. But who knows? But one thing I do know, it looked like he was having fun. Because <laughs> at that time, that guy had to be about 35 years old when I seen him. You know, there's nothing like a dirty tweaker, huh? Fighting through the virus. And I'll tell you another tr- uh, tweaker story. I mean, I come from a. Uh, Born and raised in Riverside, California. I mean, I remember waking up and going to uh, to middle school, and a speed lab blew up up the street from the house. Just heard a big old boom, and then fire trucks. Fifteen minutes later, and they were putting out the flames. And I don't even know what ended up happening. It's funny because I talked to my homie, the mouse, and he said when he used to live in Azusa, he had uh, they lived in a duplex, and he had some neighbors where he used to go over and just hang out. They would be playing pool. But the whole time, uh, I guess, I don't know at what hours or whatnot, they were um, cooking speed. And he said it blew up one time. And the guy came next door to their apartment, knocked on the door, and told him to call the fire department or he needed help or anything or something. But uh, the mouse was little at this time. I think he was like nine years old, eight years old. And he said he seen his skin like falling off his body. That's how bad he got burnt. And that's crazy. I've never seen nothing like that. You see it in like movies and stuff, but I've never, I mean, obviously, you know, you touch something hot and you're going to get burned. Happened to me this weekend on a skillet. I'm over here shaking the skillet with my right hand. The skillet's all heavy. For some reason, I grabbed the tip of the skillet on the other side and just singed my fingers. I don't know why I grabbed it. I just grabbed it. I made a mistake. And my friends all sitting there, smart fucking move or fucking very smart. And I just fucking said, fuck you. Suck my dick. You know, why don't you go fucking work with Elon Musk if you think you're so fucking smart, you fucking bitch. You know, it came out, whatever. Apologies. <laughs> work on your anger, Rod. But I don't know, I was just pissed because I got burnt. And then, you know, somebody over there flapping the jaws. It's like, nah, not here. Look at on through the skillet at your fucking ass. <laughs> oh, okay. You're telling everybody to work on their uh, anger, but look at you, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> So uh, the tweaker story I was going to tell you was that we used to go to this place called Mars Barbershop, and I really didn't like it. And I didn't like it because it was like you walk in there, and you and everybody that walked in there walked out with the same hairdo. And there was always one guy that would cut the hair real good, 
it was a little skinny white dude and then Mars, who was like an old Chicano dude from Casablanca. And there was another guy called the Scam Man. I think his name was David. He ended up dying. He was all right, but he was kind of like, just cut your hair off fast and not give a shit. Just big old Mexican dude. One of those Mexican dudes that doesn't speak Spanish, but, you know, just Chicano. But, you know what I mean? Just kind of didn't give a shit. He was a numbers guy. Whether the the, the skinny white dude that was in there, I, for, I don't forgot his name. He was really fucking cool. I want to say John. His daughter ended up working there for some time because he passed. And it's like, it's crazy. Um, I think Mars might still be alive. But my dad never went in there because uh, he didn't like Mars. Because my dad had a couple apartments. And uh, uh, he was drinking with, I think, maybe a cousin. A cousin of my dad's and a couple other guys. And then the guy, the guy, the guy Mars always wanted my dad to buy beers because he had a couple apartments. And my dad's like, fuck you. I ain't rich. I'm fucking, you know what I mean? Fuck, we ain't making any fucking money just because I have a couple apartments. I gotta, I gotta buy the beers. Fuck you. You got a barbershop, you bag of shit. Look how many people going in and out of there. You know, why don't you buy the beers? And then my dad said, uh, after that, like he cut his hair and he kind of like messed it up. And my dad thought he did it on purpose. And on top of that, my dad's all, dude, I never even like guys cutting my fucking hair. I want a woman to cut my hair. So he was like, he never went in there. And we would go in there every now and then, a couple times with my mom, then by ourselves. And it was always cool. But again, it was always like, eh. Um, but during the course of that time, we were still going in there. But we would prefer this other place by, by right, which were these old school sailor dudes. Um, they were... They were they. I always liked them because uh, when the whole all in a, all of a, all over North uh, around Contra thing was going down, damn bro, how old are you? <laughs> they had the advertisement on their front window said, um, "Get the Ollie North haircut." And my mom forbade me to get a, a flat top. And one day I did, and she's like, "What did you do to your hair?" And my dad's like, "I asked him what he wanted. He wanted a flat top." And I was so happy with my little flat top, my little my little my little army pants, my little cargo pants, my little army shirt. You know, it's always when you're a little kid, you want to go to the army and you start seeing people coming back when you're when you're a, a kid with, you know, blown off arms or blown off leg and going, nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'll stick to playing army in the backyard. I don't know about that real shit, though. <laughs> I'm like my president. I got bone spurs. <laughs> so we used to always go to Mars and sometimes we just go over there to hang out. He had a bunch of cool stickers on uh, on the bench there. And they're always talking, always had good, good conversations there going on. But he was kind of smart. He was like, what's up? You guys going to get a haircut? Then you guys got to leave. Oh, what a dick. Obviously, we're taking up space from the people that are walking in there. But that's one thing about a barbershop. There's always good conversation, even if it's bullshit, you know, something to pass the time. And one cool thing about um, Mars Barbershop, it was next to the, uh, I think it was called the Hi-Ho, Tra- the Hi-Ho Tavern. And uh, they would have, uh, it was a it was a Budweiser um a picture a mural and it was um you would unlock it from the sides and it would open up and then you have a clear shot into the bar and they would you know sell you beers through there it was kind of cool i never really said it seen it go down because that dude mars would say oh no it's against the law but yeah and then like i've heard it from other people older guys that when they went in there they would get beers so uh, i'm sure he was trying to cover his ass you know loose lips sink ships and um so during this time, I would say it's like has to be the late 80s, early 90s, maybe the early 90s. 
they had a um, an Italian guy come in from New York. And remember, he was missing a finger. He was missing his index finger. And he was uh, he was all kind of like pro, like had the those barber bibs. Nobody really had the barber bibs. Um, he uh, had slick back hair. <laughs> I want to say this in a way that doesn't come out brutal or cancelish, but he had a he had a a, a Romanesque Italian nose, a, olive skin, kind of light complected, dark circles under his eyes. You know, like he's all tired, like he was all making pizzas the whole night before. <laughs> he was making pastas and the pasta maker. Pretty, uh, you can pretty much uh, say this dude's name's like Giuseppe or something like that, you know. Total East Coaster, East Coast, East Coast voice. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, good set of hey, you know, clip, clip, clip. And he would always look at you like he's gonna give you a kiss. Hey, there's a pur, yeah, you look like a party motherfucker. And I used to add those lines after we would leave. I would do an impressions of the guy, and uh, you know, my brother and a couple other friends hanging out with us used to laugh. And uh, that was it. You know, we went there a couple more times. He was there. And then we'd go to the other barbershop place by Byright. Uh, but then all of a sudden, like within a year, again, I was I think I was like a sophomore in high school, maybe a freshman. I think I was a sophomore. And I just seen him rolling up and down Arlington with a couple more like tweaker dudes and just like in a car just tweaking balls. Like my old baseball coach, that guy was tweaking. He was on a good one, but he wasn't like tweaking balls. These dudes were tweaking balls. Their their eyes were all big, like Wiley Coyote when he got caught in a trap or something blew up, and they were all like, you know, eyes just bugging, going, hand movements, the mouth, the eyes, and that tweaker determination in those eyes, and then having like you know a couple other dudes in there, like white trash dudes that are like totally in a speed. You know what I mean? Those type of people, if they didn't have a motor in the car, they'll be like the Flintstones. They'll like use their feet to make it move, you know? Shit, there's a couple tweakers upside, uh, up here in the street, up the street, that took apart a car with a Sawzall. A complete car with one Sawzall. You gotta be kidding me, bro. Piece by piece! And uh, this guy, dude, I remember seeing him, and then I, I seen him a couple times after that walking around, like all lost, like, you know, Obviously, jonesing, no tweak anymore. Just, you know, bodies like definitely needs it to get back to normal, let's see. And uh, that was it. I forgot his name. He had one of those common names like Mike or, you know, Steve or some shit. But, yeah, <laughs> use a purdy motherfucker. Yeah, man, I totally, I totally remember that dude. And, again, it was just one of those dudes that probably came out to the, to the, to the West Coast you know what I'm saying? I'm going to this place called Riverside. You know, I got, my, I got a cousin that lives out there. He says it's wide open, right? I'll go over there. I'll cut hair for a little bit. See what's really going on, right? Get into the, get into, see what kind of action I can get out there, you know? Right? Seeing if I can steal something, get a little high, push something, you know? And I never knew what happened to that dude. Never really seen him again, but I, I, I definitely remember that dude. And it's one of those guys that like looks like he lost his finger because he lost the lost a bet or he was gambling and owed a bunch of money and the bookmaker wasn't taking no for an answer, dude. 
<laughs> I always wonder if I go back into Mars and uh, if there's a picture of him in there, you know. It was crazy, but Mars, yeah, Mars. I don't I don't know his last name, but uh that was a true Chicano dude right there. He was always into the Chicano stuff, talking about it, you know. And one of those Chicanos too that like openly said the word wetback, dude, you know what I mean? You know, a bunch of mojados, you know, wetbacks. And you're like, fuck. All right, gloom. <laughs> Not that you're one, but you're like, dude, this dude's brutal, bro. But uh, yeah, man. Old school Chicanos were that way. You know? <clears throat> Excuse me, man. So hope you guys are doing well, man. A lot of crazy shit, you know? We're still in the pandemic. You know, you got the maskers, the no maskers, the hoaxers, the non-hoaxers. All I got to say is take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Do the best you can to keep yourself safe. Not a lot of people talk shit, just this and that. Yeah, dude, it is just this and that. But when your mom's sitting there fucking dying on a bed because she wasn't wearing a mask, maybe then it'll get to you. You know what I mean? I don't want to hold anybody's hand. I don't want to know anybody that died, you know? I know, like, of people, friends' friends have died. I don't know anybody directly, but I don't want to really take the chance. Um, we went out a couple times. Again, we were at my parents' house. They have they don't go anywhere except for my nieces. The two, they both work. One works at Amazon. The other one works at Norms. So uh, you know, but they're all masked up. But nevertheless, you got to take your precautions. But the wife said, you know what? We gotta like we gotta really limit this. You know, we have uh, a niece's birthday that's coming up this weekend, and we're probably not gonna go. We're probably gonna drop by, drive by, give her her gift, and just go back home because. We can't be around with people that are like, you know, leisurely going out. It's kind of over and because it's not over. And, you know, we don't even know if we've got it. You know, I've I've got sick kind of in the beginning of it. Son got sick. You know, we we never went to see what it was. We haven't been tested. And, you know, I'll be surprised to, you know, get tested and find out we never even had it. And we're still susceptible, you know, and we're still at those early ass stages. But we ain't taking no chances, right? But yeah, man, all this, uh, all this uh, heinous stuff is going on. All this crazy stuff's happening. But other than that, even it's happening. Every people being mean to each other. Pay it no mind, dude. You know, happy trails, dude. Keep trucking, cause there's no, there's so much poison out there for your brain, your mind, your soul. That the more you let that creep into you, the more you peek at your social media, the more in that negative aspect it gets to you. You know. And I don't want any part of that. I've been, trust me, I'm one of those dudes that I've been, I was moping around here for the last three months, you know? I got to keep my morale up. There's kids here. I can't be showing them the little non-game face. My wife's here. I can't be showing her the non-game face. I mean, she's getting up and working every day, you know? Like 10 hours a day because they're so busy. And I can't be over here moping uh, moping around all my life. Oh, I don't have a show. Oh, what am I going to do? No, we got to get to work, everybody. Whatever it is we do. Keep moving. Whatever little extra hustle you have, keep moving. You know? We can't, we can't, we can't just, you know, lay down for people. We can't. We got to keep moving, bro. Shout out to the homie Fernando. Uh, You know who you are out there in uh, Norwalk. Thank you very much for uh, hooking me up with your uh, mother-in-law, your cousin. And thank you very much. Man, this stuff helps out. And I'm glad I'm helping you guys out when, you know, not dealing with any more bugs or, or at least reducing the amount of bugs and helping alleviate your uh, problems, your concerns, your worries. Um, that makes me happy. Uh, 
But yeah, man, a lot of a lot of negative stuff, dude, left and right. You know, you know, just even like you know, like just 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 look at this. All right, this is a prime example. We're gonna the word commute from our commander in chief who commuted the sentence of uh, uh, that uh, scumbag uh, governor Bogoyevich in uh, Illinois. What did it, wh what he did was it all that bad? No, but you still try to get some money. So that made it bad, bro. You know, uh, even like we can go back to Schwarzenegger, how he cut in uh, Fabian Nunez as a uh, son who was uh, guilty with along those two other guys for murdering that kid in San Diego who can no longer breathe, who can no longer say hi to his family, who can no longer go to school. You know, he cut his sentence in half. He had 14 years, only served seven. You know, fuck that. Fuck him. Fuck both of them. You know. That ain't cool. Now we go to Roger Stone, who got convicted and is not going to serve a day in jail because the president commuted a sentence. So what's that tell you? You can be a scumbag, you can break laws, you can get caught, you can get prosecuted, but then in the end, you get saved. Fuck all that shit. Then you put yourself in the position of, what if it was you? But it's not, it, it would never be us because... We're the commoners, bro. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna help. You know, they had the um the those uh, PUA benefits. What was it that um uh, um pandemic unemployment assistance, which is a federal program? I filed for unemployment the first time they did it for ten ninety nine uh, contract workers. I filed before that happened, and I I'm uh, I didn't get my benefits. I wasn't looking for state benefits because there was nothing there. And then they told me no. And then I finally got through, thanks to Johnny Roque. He taught me a little hack. Um, if you guys need to learn the hack, just send me a DM and I'll tell you about it. Um, and I got through and I finally talked to somebody on Sunday. And they're all, you know what? You filled it out wrong, but you can file with us right now or do, or file it. Do it by yourself and you'll get the benefits from the time being. Um, from now and the rest of the days or wait for somebody to call you back and um, file from the beginning. So I'm, I'm waiting my seven to 10 days. So I'm really waiting seven to nine days now. And uh, yeah, man. So uh, with that being said, dude, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There, uh, there's, uh, there's different ways to approach stuff. Oh, and what I was going to say about this was that, um, I was kind of uh, I was kind of bummed out because uh, I had the manager. She helped me out. She wrote a, a letter on the appeal, but I also contacted a state senator, and it was kind of like, oh yeah, we'll we'll handle it for you. Okay, yes, uh, we'll take care of this. Yes, I'm an aide, and this is what we do. And then I call him, you know, hit him back the next week. Oh yeah, I sent it in, and as soon as I hear anything from you, and I'll let you know. It was funny because deep down in s inside, I thought, oh yeah, the senator, you know, just by dropping the name, going over there, calling him, boom. I would open up, looked at, and, you know, let's get it uh, through a speedier process, you know. Uh, let's get the wheels turning. And nothing, dude. And it, I know they had to have a lot of work. My whole thing is if I'm a senator, and now we're putting ourselves into the shoes, different shoes, right, not our own shoes of the commoner. If I'm the aide, I'm going to be actually working to get a solution. And to me, it just seems like, yeah, yeah, it's all pats on the back and nothing's happening, dude. 
I see all these fat-ass politicians over there. Oh, this is my first time in Israel. This is from my pitcher in Veracruz. It's like, get your fat ass to work. I do not understand people that don't work in that fashion. You know, I did pest control for years, bro, but I was always fucking working, and for shit money. Working for a friend for shit money. Shit hours. Dedicated, loyal. What the fuck do I got to show for it? Nothing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now, like everything I did in life. What do I have to show for it? But is that all that matters? Fuck no. What matters is to do a good job and to stay consistent, you know? So, yeah, dude, um, I was pretty bummed out that, like, you know, it seemed like, you know, it was all like, you know, we're all made to be, like, kind of dumb. And nobody wants to fucking work. Nobody. Everybody wants to fucking mope and, like, high five, be on their fucking phone, all that shit. And it does piss me the fuck off. It does piss me off that we're, you know, we have people that are not proactive in government, you know. It's like everybody just want to sit there with a fucking finger up their ass, dude. But still, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, when that lady called me back, you know, it was it was cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down for it. And, you know, um, you know, we, we, we got to do it, you know. And if, you know, they call me back and it goes through, fucking fantastic. Cause, I mean, you know, and the whole thing is not to be on unemployment to, uh, to reap a benefit, you know, or just like not work, you know, for that time period. But if you don't have any other source of income, Jesus, bro, you know what I mean? But you can go work at a, at a, at a factory or you can go work at the grocery store or you can go do this and that, you know, there's always going to be work, but no, bro, I want my job to be cush. I want my job to be set up. I want to do it big. We all do dog. We all fucking do. So, yeah, man, those have been my experiences. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I'm just like, you know, I got from like, you know, helping somebody out to make a little bit of cheese and moving and moving around and doing something. It all helps, dude. Sometimes it's like, dude, you know what I mean? But sometimes it's like, fuck, that's all we can do. You know what I mean? It's all you can do. It's all you can fucking do. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to talk about, uh, the, uh, the, um, woman soldier story out of Fort Hood, uh, the Vanessa Guillen story. Um, it's sad. It's horrible. It's tragic. It's all those things. It's uh, disgusting. Um, at least they found her finally, uh, the apparent killer, uh, killed himself. Uh, that bag of garbage, that fucking demon. Um, and I know people are trying to go to say defund the army now or, you know, get rid of Fort Hood. It's not going to happen. You know, it's sad, it's sad to say it's not going to happen because we know it's not going to happen. Um, and you're also like uh, you're dealing with people that are trained to kill people. You know what I mean? That are killing some of their own because they're not getting their ways. I'm not and in no way I'm condoning anything. I'm just fuck those people. You know, it sucks what happened to that girl. It's fucking horrendous. It's at the top level of evil. And especially that other bag of shit that got arrested too, that fat bitch with the red hair saying, Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Like just acting like nothing happened. It's almost you want to just fucking bash her head into the fucking wall, just like Brad Pitt did into did to that uh 
that Manson girl that broke into the house in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, sweet ass scene, brutal but sweet. Um, and um, I'll say this now, uh, and don't take and there's not any really other way to take it. You know, um, I do believe that the military is really no place for a woman, especially out there in the infantry. Um, I, d- I I honestly believe that. Uh, I don't think uh, women are equal in physicality to a man that was obviously proven when she, you know, whatever it is that happened to her, how he took advantage of her, how he killed her, you know, on top of getting help of uh, doing whatever else he did to her. But you know, women don't really stand a chance. I mean, how many oftentimes you hear, Oh yeah, there's domestic violence. Oh yeah. A girl got one over on a guy, you know, she went to jail, you know, it happens. It's rare, but it happens. But did the guy let himself get hit by that woman? Because you know damn well, dude, even a short guy will beat the shit out of a, a woman. Unless it's Amanda Nunez or, you know, Holly Holmes where she can kick your fucking head off. And that's very rare. But, um, now I'm not saying it was a mistake for this girl to go into the service. Obviously she wanted to serve her country, you know. But, uh, did that, is it going to get the same, uh, publication or publicity or um, sympathy as uh, the George Floyd uh, murder did? I don't think so. Uh, It's just fucking sickening to see that that goes on. But, you know, at least they spotlighted something, you know. Just as sickening as that murder of that uh, one kid, um, Maude Aubrey. I was uh, gross and uh, disgusting. But um, you got to leave it up to fate sometimes. And um, and it's funny when you see like senators talking about, oh, something needs to be done. It's like, dude, you're the senator at large. You could do something enough with the fucking grandstanding. It's just like when celebrities come and post about shit like that, too. You're not doing it because you really give a fuck. You're doing it to stay relevant, to be like, yeah, I'm with you guys. Shit. The fuck out of here. It's like all these celebrity Latino celebrities with these big fucking houses talking about all these dreamers and these kids in cages. And then when they get let out, what? It's not like you're moving them into your fucking house. Exactly. But it's funny because I, I was talking with another comedian, Johnny Roque. He's like, well, we need to do up, stand up and become attorneys, become activists that actually can get some shit turned because that's how you're going to turn it is with the law. I mean, one thing is a protest. Yeah, you can influence and change that way. But you got to get into that fucking system and work with what we have. Because that defunding shit, that's not going to work. You honestly think they're going to defund the police? They said that they defunded uh, LAPD. They're getting $150 million less than they did last year. Or that they're, get, they're getting $150 million less this year. All they did was give them the same budget as last year. And do you think they don't? They have grant writers who they solicit grants from all over the fucking country from different in organizations and institutions to get money to get more equipment, more up-to-date shit to help in the in uh, their efforts to have what they need to have an effective uh, law enforcement team. And the thing is with bureaucracy, where there's a lot of people under one umbrella, the line of command always gets broken, always is different when it's said from the top to the bottom. And there's always going to be corrupt, corrupt ass people, soulless motherfuckers in the mix that don't want to do their job. 
as is was in this girl's case, where according to record, she only comp- told her family about it and didn't go up to the chains of command. And then when the then there's a couple people in the chain of command that you know they kind of stuttered or got the guys back because they didn't want any repercussions on them or didn't want the story to break or they might have done creepy shit like that bag of shit did and they wanted to cover up so you know they don't come back and get up on their ass but you definitely know there's going to be a mad investigation but they're never going to close Fort Hood but if there's they can institute some change where a commanding officer doesn't see a woman bathe and go over there and start getting up on her in her quarters or they shouldn't be there alone on the field with just guys. There have to be more women present, you know. And that's the stuff. Things like this happen for stuff like that to happen. It's a cause and effect. And you had that other. I don't know her name is, but I believe she's a professor somewhere too. That said, "This is what happens." Are you guys surprised? <laughs> like, damn. And that's some bold shit to say as a woman. Is she being a realist? I think she is. You know, you always see those like those dudes in the in the military. They've been married like married three times, and all uh, and uh, throughout the marriages, the women are always young. You know, so the you know the chick finds out she's been duped, fucked by an older dude, doesn't want to be with him. I'm out. You know what I mean? And they go do it again. But it's funny because I have a friend. Um, he was in the military, army, and he was he he told me about some other shit about how soldiers that go to war in other countries straight told them that's right i go to war in your country that country owes me some pussy and i'll go in in there and get it because if i die i'm gonna die at war but i'm not gonna be dead without getting some pussy and is that how men think is that that carnal knowledge that we have is that our intuition is that in nature i mean to to go in as a conqueror not only take the state, but take the pussy with you. Read history. It's been happening for forever. But we're better than that now. Or are we? Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Vanessa Guillen. And uh, hopefully not only do we learn from this, but stuff changes. In that military paradigm. And with that being said, have a wonderful week, guys. I'm going to be coming at you more and more. No apologies. We have Los Podcasters of Norte, a new episodes up today. Um, here on uh, Monday, July 13th, as is this new episode of the Yeah Man Podcast. Please leave comments. Leave uh, uh, comments on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, especially iTunes to get that thing up. And uh, let's keep it rolling. I have grinders. And I have T-shirts on deck. And if you're big or super small, we can always get that stuff uh, special ordered and check out the What's Up Full podcast live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on Felipe's uh, YouTube page, Felipe Sparza's YouTube page, or live on the fan page. Yeah, man. Keep shining and hit me up, man. I'm out.
Podcast with Rodrigo Torres.